I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi. We're bringing you a four-part mini-series from our recent Queer Talk live shows. Throughout the year, Spencer and I have hosted a live version of the podcast at Above the Stag Theatre in Vauxhall, South London. And so many of you have joined us there, which has been really exciting. We are super grateful to have been given a platform by Above the Stag and to be surrounded by our Queer Talk family in real life. It kind of makes it weird, Mufseen, um, mm. that people aren't going to applause for us now. <laughs> We're back on <laughs> Zoom, right? Yeah, where's our audience? I'm used to being applauded every time I say anything. <laughs> anyway, we've had interviews and performances from a lineup of real queer talent. And in our first live show, we got cosy with the fabulous Virgin X, mm. drag superstar, non-binary deity, and mother of God. Let's go. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, so yes, hello everyone, hello, and thank you Queer Talk for having me so much. Um, I am the Virgin Mary, believe it or not, aka the Holy Mother of God, aka the Virgin X. Thank you so much. You can cheer for me again now. <laughs> yes. She's already curtsying. It either means she's had a drink or it's going to be a good show. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, anyway, so um, we've been in, in um, a panty demi realness, haven't we? Category is. And um, we've all been locked away, and I've been quarantining in heaven, which is a very, very triggering place for me, okay? Um, so I thought it would be good um, to start this evening's song with really just telling you all about what it's actually like to be me, you guys, because not everybody has the lived experience of being the Virgin Mary. Head out. It's Brianna. Something we can all identify with on a really personal level. Do you know what I mean? Walking down the street, just little old me, just another normal day. And then suddenly, an angel that I see says, Bitch, you better listen to me. For you, and all I say is true. God says He wants His child in you. I know you're with a guy, and God says, Tell him hi. But now it's time to open wide. And then when I ran home and told Joseph, he took it so hard to know that I was preggers with the Son of God. I think he was confused, but I don't want to do this anymore. I just want a normal life like you. But now my husband thinks I'm a whore. 
Cause God is gonna plow into my choo-choo I cannot deal and I am not lying I'm 14 and I've still got my high bun I don't wanna be An evangelical sperm bank Do you know what I mean? But then you guys, things went from bad to worse It started with the drink And then it turned to drugs As Joseph came to terms with our fat eight And then suddenly It occurred to me There was a choice I had to make To be with him or God It's one or the other And now I've got to differentiate Creator of us all Or a deadbeat loser and just then my water breaks And as I lay down in that old barn With a cow and donkey I cried and pushed the Christ child alt my fanny Which was really weird but I don't want to do this again No, I don't want to be so entangled To always be dependent on is the most fucked up love triangle But now I'm kid and now I'm out of sorts Who's gonna pay the fucking child support? I don't wanna be The mother of God with a husband addicted to methamphetamines It's like seriously, like, I'm supposed to be the immaculate virgin mother There is nothing immaculate about my life It's nothing about the fucking Jerry Springer show Sometimes I wish I could be a normal teenage girl and just sit in my bedroom and follow my beautiful topless photos of Ollie Murs. Oh, Ollie, and I don't care if he's not culturally relevant or whatever, he has fucking hot thighs and I totally would, so like, whatevs. Ollie Murs has hot thighs. I don't know how we got here, but I don't want to sing this anymore. And the rest is just the same old shit. I finally divorced at Jehoseph. And my son was skewered on a stick But now I'm single and no one will date me Forever damned to keep my virginity Which is fucking lame Seriously I don't know how seriously you guys are taking this So yeah, so obviously like, you know, I was, I kind of like, I kind of signed up to the whole religion thing because I was kind of like, oh, well this might be good for my career at the time, but I was like 14, do you know what I mean? And it's like, you don't really like know who you are like in those days. Um, so like, I was totally down for like, oh yeah, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And I mean, it sounds a lot more kinky than it is in practice, but it, but the thing is, it's just like, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm into this, do you know what I mean? But eventually, kind of circa around like the sort of Spanish Inquisition era, I was sort of like, do you know what? Like, I don't know if I'm down for all of this shit. And I decided it's time that I went back to earth, you guys, and be the fabulous person that I know I could be. Just listen. <laughs> Look, you taunt me enough in my daily life. I don't need you fucking with my job. <laughs> They listen, so it's, you know, 
just have to know how to speak to them sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so I decided to come back down to earth and be the fabulous person that I know I, I, that, I, that I was. But it was just kind of like, well, where do I belong? I had, a, I had to find my family. I had to find where I was happy. And I found it, well, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, uh, can have some mood lighting as well. They say heaven's the greatest. Thank you. But God is a misogynist. Still, I had his kid, and with him, I now live. I mean, I guess it could be worse, but still, I feel I am able to live a life outside of the Bible and I dream of a place where I can be myself at last The pulse of techno beats the clicks of selfie photos the cries of hey girl out on the street glowing lights of soho some sequins feather boas in six inch heels i'm slayed play madonna and share somewhere that's gay oh girl can dream, you guys. Seriously. We're getting dolled up, feeling the fantasy. We'll gossip, doing makeup, as we read Vogue magazine. It's nine quid for a rum and coke, but fuck it, we will pay. And in the popper scented air, somewhere that's gay. From Vauxhall to Brighton, from bears to drag queens, we'll dance all through the night as one big fabulous family. But I'm here next to God. It's boring. Such a drag. I just want to be with queens. Be your holy fag hag. We'll take to the streets on pride and rainbow. Flags will wave far from the church. I'll seek, I'll search. I don't know if regulations allow you to sing, but maybe just hum for somewhere that's gay or queer or non-binary or lesbian or trans 
or however the fuck you want to identify. It's 2021 and gender's just a motherfucking construct, so get into it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Let's all cheers. Let's just... I feel so fucking socially awkward in this time. Is that something that we all feel? It's so weird. Everything is getting, I know, you too, honey. I, you, I, he always has to make it about him. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's so nice being doing all of this all again. And it's also just fucking weird, isn't it? It's lovely being all together and it's also so strange. I know, I know the cries from above. So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that and just give a cheers to everyone. So cheers again. Yes, this is, that was the most lukewarm cheers I have ever, I have ever. Cheers, put some energy into it, cheers! Yeah, so what are we doing right now? Yes, um, so I'm quite depressed these days. I mean, who is it, right? Um, and I just kind of feel like everybody kind of looks at me, you know, because I'm the Virgin Mary and, and, and you know, because I'm in show business, everybody always expects me to have, like, you know, a smile on my face. And I, I don't know why they expect that anyway. I've had too much Botox. But, um, but e needless to say, I'm just kind of like, you know what, just hit the next track, DJ. They're just kind of like, Virgin Mary, why do you look so sad all the time? And I'm like, well, sometimes I feel shit. Feeling shit. Feeling shit. Feeling shit. Fucking shit. Do you feel shit? Do you feel shit? Maybe we all feel shit. Maybe it's cause it's all fucking shit. This world has got me down and I'm feeling crap. The sun is shining bright, but I still feel sad. My rent is up, my bills are due, I'm poor and I'm fucked. My alarm goes off at nine, but I just can't get up. I stay under the sheets and I bury my head. The news is all about violence and death. Can someone please tell me that it'll be okay? Cause I'm stuck here in the dark, but I can't face the day, no. Millennial crisis ensues. Mental health is not at hand I can't move, let alone stand A prisoner of my own bed Can't escape these thoughts in my head Saying I'll never be free from all of this anxiety I try to hush them but they scream, yeah And they say to me Oh God, here they come Bitch, the rent is now due, bills too Overdraft limit like fuck you When you're broke and feel attacked It's time for depression naps There's no point if you try to fight it It's much better just to avoid it Watch me as I medicate it <laughs> So I pop pills, I smoke weed, watch Netflix Try to not think it might still be 10am But I fucking need a drink So fuck off, boomer boomer Don't tell me I'm the loser When you went and fucked the future <laughs> Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Where's the housing market? Where's the job market? Where's the fucking economy? Now we have fucking COVID. We've all been robbed of all that time. You can't blame the children for thinking it's fucking shit. Wait, you guys, in this moment, I just had a revelation. It happens sometimes. 
Cause maybe I am missing something Maybe there's a silver lining If I can't seem to find the light Is there even one to find If I feel shit and you do too Mental illness or just the truth The world is fucked and that's a fact It's no wonder we're all so fucking sad Because the fire's burning, oceans rising Bombs and countries capsizing The future's fucked and so instead Let's all go back to bed Millennial slumber party for the win! Just stop, fuck it, fuck it, because it's fucking useless. I'm a bedbound nihilist now. <laughs> Just stop, fuck it, fuck it, because there's no point to it. Stay in bed and laugh about it. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying don't do anything with your life, but if you feel shit, then that's totally legit, because it's fucking shit. So grab that duvet, the vegan Ben and Jerry's, and have yourselves a little slumber party, millennials. Embrace the shit. Thank you. Are there any millennials? Uh, there, there are millennials in the audience. It says yes. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure it was relatable content. You never know. I like to pose as a millennial, you see. I'm turning 2,035 years old this June 26. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Oh, yes, okay. So um, I do kind of want to um, end this, this evening's festivities, or no, then I'm gonna talk my ass off for a while and you're all gonna love that. But before we get to that, I wanted to just address something, you guys. When I was a little girl, all the way back in the BC times, I would have thought that in the future, humanity would have got its shit together. But this next song is all about how we have so very much more work to do. Hear that. You can sing along if you can, when you know the words, which you don't yet. Thank you. When a person's bladder fills with urine, they have to let it go free. They go to the bathroom and they pee. It might be inconvenient, but it happens to you and to me. Universally, we all pee. 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 A bladder fills with urine, and we pee. But things get complicated when you're outside the binary. But if you drink liquid, you will pee. But some people see life in black and white. They decide to get angry. Quoting from the Bible, you can't pee. What? You can't pee. Not with me. You can't pee, are you a she? Whatever I might be, I need to pee. Okay, so let me pee, let me pee, let me pee, oh let me pee. Cause I don't wanna make a mess here, 
So let me pee in there. Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell is wrong with these people? Sorry? Oh, you don't like the way I, I look? Something about the way I present myself? Okay, well, I can read a bitch too. Bitch, I don't like your dress, and I do not like your kid, and I don't like your motherfucking face. I probably hate your friends, your whole fucking family, but like you, I really gotta pee. So get out of my way, bitch, move it to the side. Do not tell me where I should pee in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause I am Mother Mary, he is my son, you see, in the name of all that's holy. We don't care where you pee, just pee. Fucking pee. It's just piss, what's up with this? It's not World War Three. it's just pee. I hope the world one day gets wiser, stopping this idiocy. But till that day comes, well, we still have to pee, do you know what I mean? So in the meantime, we must live on, and our rights we must defend. When they say, don't pee here, pee on them. That's it, just pee on them. The Christian jerks in their mouth, wash that shit out. Just pull down your pants and pee on them. All together, whatever. Let us pee, let us pee. Let us pee, oh let us pee. Because a bladder fills with urine And we pee, pee Let us pee, let us pee Let us pee, oh let us pee Because a bladder fills with urine And we pee, pee In the name of the Holy Father and His Son I did beget Go forth and use these douchebags As your gender-neutral toilet Thank you so much, Queer Talk. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. So we're back. <laughs> Can we give it up for Virgin, please? Was that Virgin? That performance was amazing. Thank you. Tell me more about what you're wearing, this celestial outfit you've got going on. I am wearing, I'm wearing like, this is, this is like all vintage. Yes. Mm. This is not custom. This is very, very old. So like 2,000 years old. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Gorgeous. So for those who don't know you, shame on them. I'm looking at you lot. Um, you went as Virgin Extravaganza. You now go as Virgin X, Mother of God. Yes. Non-binary deity. Yes. And we'll dive deeper into this in just a moment. But on your CV, we want to know what it said before you got the job title, Mother of God. Mother of God. But what? So like what? Before I started doing yeah, Virgin. Yeah. Before you were Virgin. I I was a um a incredibly successful actor who worked <laughs> seven years in a call center. <laughs> And by the time I reached the age of 30 years old, I thought it's either going to have like a complete meltdown or I can start doing drag. So <laughs> and then it started paying the bills and that was great. So yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have a career before drag? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like mm -hmm. <laughs> a career stuffing envelopes in a call center. It was, it was glam. It was really glam. When was Virgin Mary born? Like, when did you have that epiphany moment? Like, were you always going to be a performer? Were you destined to be a performer? Um, I, I, I think yes, actually. I think I, I was, this is definitely what I was supposed to do. I was a child actor, so we also did that and went through all of that trauma. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I started working for professionally at the age of eight years old. And then I started going down to Los Angeles and living there part of the year from the ages of, of 10 to about 15. Then I went to high school, then I moved here to go to drama school, which was a load of shite. Um, <laughs> really was the most homophobic experience I have ever dealt with, really. It was, re it, it was yeah, I went to like a really traditional uh, drama school that like basically, you know, the, I, I basically felt, it was the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. It's fine. Wow. They name, have enough. Name, in, them. Huh? name and shame. Name name and yeah. Shame. Well, they have enough problems right now. All <laughs> you need to do is Google them and you'll see all the disclaimers. So I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> uh, this is the least of their problems, in other words. Uh, <laughs> but um, what were we talking about? What you, were we you were telling <laughs> yeah. us how homophobic they were. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, they're very homophobic. So they, um, yeah, I just felt like, like my, my training was, was three years of, of them saying, like, you will never be able to be taken seriously as an artist. If you're effeminate, if if you if you have an effeminate nature, if you wear makeup, if you and and certainly if you do drag. In fact, my the the parting words from my drama instructor was just to let you know you will never make a living doing that thing that you enjoy. And those were the exact words. And here she is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> um, that's yeah. interesting because I assume that the creative industry is going to be quite you know, pro-gay. You would think no, yeah, you would, you would, you would think that. But but the thing is, is that you know the 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 world is still largely binary, and and the world is still like vastly 
you know, heteronormative, and, and it all, all it takes is, is, is going out on the tube looking like this to see just, just how much it, it still is that way. So, you know, that's the reason why you get all of these, you know, rumors about certain, like, you know, leading Hollywood men or actresses, you know, uh, being in, in sort of, like, arranged partnerships and whatnot, and it, it's, it's, it's true because that stigma is still there. You know, I, I graduated drama school in uh, 2007, and I, I don't think that a lot of the things that were said to me and a lot of the things that were I imposed upon me in my drama school would happen now, but that's still only 2007, so like, you know, yeah. four, well, oh, okay, 14 years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> You're completely right. I think for a lot of our trans and non-binary siblings, even when they're not, you know, in the full get-up that you are, they're still getting these stares. They're still getting these attacks in the street. That's something completely different. Like, and I do want to make that that differentiation because there there is there is something very different between me even going in 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 full drag on on, on a tube. This is this is uh, this is performative. Yeah. People under there, there's there's some way of contextualizing this. I think. It's the, the trauma that people face from, from the world just being who they are. That's something that is far greater than what I deal with when I do this. Because at the end of the day, this is, this is a mask. This is, this is drag. And this is something that separates me from the world. You know, I think if, 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 if you go out simply for who you are and shining in that way and, and holding your head up despite everything that will come at you, that's yep. like, that's the real shit. Yeah, I think as queer people, constantly, we're being questioned just walking down the street. And like, like you said, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so we just, we just got to keep doing what we do. The reason we're sat in this room having this very conversation, maybe with the wrong circle of people, because I hope everyone here is on our side. Uh, if you're they not, are. If you're not, the exit's just over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think move it, moving on to the next question, um, on the podcast, we speak a lot about um, being queer and being a part of religion and how it's often an unattainable goal to be queer and have faith. Um, you have managed to incorporate both things into what you do. Um, so you, could you um, tell us a bit about why, of all the things you could have become, you became the mother of God? Well, I was raised Catholic, if that's <laughs> not painfully obvious. <laughs> and much like she always knew she liked attention, I always knew I was queer from, from, you know, from day one. Um, and uh, I don't know, I, I think I felt like whenever I would go to church, I would always feel this um, very uh, sort of dominating, domineering male force of, of judgment. You know, you have God, and, and God is kind of taught to us to be, you know, a man, and then Ariana told us otherwise, but, um, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, you know, and then you have Jesus, and, and you have all these, you have all these kind of, like, male figures in, in religion, and I always found the Virgin Mary to be really interesting, because she's absolutely crucial to the entire story of at least, you know, the, the, the New Testament, what, what Catholics mainly follow, and yet she's given, like, no time in the Bible whatsoever, She's, there's something like 14 or 15 lines about her in, in, in the entire thing, and yet none of, none of this testament, this entire faith, would be there if it weren't for this woman. And so I, I felt like, I don't know, I, I kind of looked at her from the perspective of, well, what would she actually be like if she was like a modern-day 14-year-old? 
who, you know, girl who just kind of, and, and you know, you, you, we can chuckle and whatever, but anyway, from that initial conception, this is what happened. And I don't know either, and I, I, I make no apologies about it either. But um, yeah, and I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to humanize her because I think as a, as, as, a, as a kid growing up in the church, I looked at the Virgin Mary and I, I found comfort in her image because she always had her arms open. She wasn't judging me. Like I felt like this was like God and, you know, Jesus was kind of like this very complicated character. And like, but, you know, the Virgin Mary was kind of always there and she was accepting. So I she became her. <laughs> <laughs> but some drag artists would consider like their stage persona to be a part of who they are and a reflection of who they are. So obviously you were, you were raised Catholic, um, but do you kind of make a separation between your st on stage persona and who you are off stage? Like, how do you connect yes. with your on stage persona? Yeah, I'm not sense? actually the Virgin Mary. I hate, <laughs> hate to burst out. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> but no, I, I know, it. I know, I know. You're so convinced. Um, <laughs> but no, I yes, I mean, the, I I think almost with with me. Uh, almost more than, than a lot of drag artists, like there's a very clear separation because I think a lot of people's drag comes from a place that uh, comes from within and the within kind of informs what happens on the outside. Whereas I kind of approached it as like, this is a concept, I really like this concept and I, I've ingested it. And so now I think when I, when I first started Virgin, I felt like we were very much so separate. Whereas now I feel like we are like best friends. And I feel like she, like we very much so inform each other of the work. If that this is yeah. probably getting it's way teamwork. too like oh for everyone, <laughs> but um, I'm from the West Coast. We're a bit hippie. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't help it. Um, smoke a lot of weed too. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I feel like by this point we the the, the older we get together, the closer we become. Do you ever find yourself slipping into Virgin when you're not supposed to? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Like all the time. <laughs> was, was that a euphemism? We are in Vauxhall. Sorry. <laughs> Do you see Virgin evolving in, in any which way into something else as, as time progresses? Yeah, absolutely. She'll, she'll keep evolving with me. I'll keep evolving with her. Are you ever going to have like Virgin Mary and the Holy Trinity? Like, are you going to have like a backup band? The backup band. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, never say never. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if I need one. This this definitely wasn't on the cue cards. We're not we're not starting the new de <laughs> Destiny's <laughs> Child out here. <laughs> okay. So we've obviously been a Panny D, as you mentioned, and as we're all well aware. How has lockdown been for you as a performer, and how does it feel to be sat on this very stage instead of sat looking at your laptop on Zoom? Yeah. Um. It's, it's, well, I think I said it in my set, you know, it's weird. It's, it's very, very, very strange time that we're living in right now. I, um, I, in, in the first lockdown, I, 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 um, I was living in a warehouse. Oh, I nearly fell over there. I was living in a warehouse at the time. And, um, I was basically living with about 60 people and, um, that, you know, cause there was no room at the inn. I don't know. There was some <laughs> joke for that in there. Um, but yeah, I was living in this warehouse and, and, um, and, and when the first lockdown happened, I was like, I, I totally freaked out. So me and my partner, we panic flew um, back to the United States. And um, I, I was just like, we need to take bags. And, and my, my partner was like, why? And I was like, well, I need to bring Virgin. <laughs> so I brought three huge suitcases of drag with me back to the States. 
And, um, and, 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 and me and my partner stayed there with, with my parents there um, for the first lockdown. And obviously I needed to make money because I was still paying rent in London. So I ended up doing drag shows, but I had to do them in my high school parking lot because my parents live in the boondocks and there's like no Wi-Fi, no internet. It's like really like, like wow, you know? And anyway, that's where she's from. Um, so, so yeah, so, so I, was doing, I was doing drag shows in, in my high school parking lot just, just to give people a bit of an insight into a freelancer's life during a pandemic. Um, yeah, but, but I found it to be a really great time actually because I, I, I just feel like, I don't know, being an artist living in London and being anybody living in London, you just feel like you're constantly in this like rat race to just like pay rent, pay the bills, da 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 you know, next club, plane, no fight, another club, another club, but like less glamorous than that. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, um, I started writing music and that was something that I've always wanted to do and something that I've always wanted to take time to focus on doing. But, you know, just gigging in London, there was just never any time to do it. So she has a single out, everyone. Yes. It's called Shame. And you can look it up on YouTube. It's Shame. very naughty. Shame. Cool. So you are Catholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bitch, you know it, honey. <laughs> I mean, not now. Not now. Oh, my God. That would be... Sorry to trigger anyone right now. <laughs> but... As a performer during lockdown, did you find that the internet kind of allowed you to reach a, a wider audience? Yes. Good Lord. God bless Instagram and the PayPal donations. And if any of you are in this room right now, thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, that was, that, was how I, that was how I survived. Was saying, please, if you enjoy this, <laughs> fucking pay me. <laughs> Nobody else is right now. Completely. It's been inspiring. As queer people, I think we've seen a lot of doom and gloom. Again, what we do with the podcast is bring this posi positive news stories. And I think a lot of queer people have thrived. You've been able to grow and, and reach a wider audience. We've been able to produce this podcast, which is why we're all sat here today. And we're very fucking grateful that any of that has happened. And without the pandemic making us stop, reflect and, you know, take a step back, none of this would have happened, right? So it's it's been really inspiring to but see people... Blow up and grow up. Give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, okay. yay to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yay to all of us yes, for yes. surviving, yes. you know. Like that's the yes. Yeah. Cheer first yourselves. Cheers. Self love. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was getting at, but it, it just went on to uh, self praise. You yeah. know, yeah. that's that good as well. A lot on the it podcast. does happen. It does happen. I edit well. it all out. <laughs> 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 But um, now that we are in an environment where we can have live audiences and go back to performing, what's what's kind of happening next for you? Besides shame that you should go stream yes. on YouTube. Yes, totally. Because she's not on Spotify yet because she hasn't got her paperwork together. But anyway, that's for another <laughs> story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you excited to be back live? Yes, it's yes. good to have a job again. Praise <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's uh, and as I said, you know, it's 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 um. It, 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 it feels as if the powers that be are like, okay, now you can all do this and you're all going to automatically enjoy doing this in the same way that you did before the world ended. And that's what I kind of feel is the, the hard thing. It's like, you know, I think there's, there's a tendency for people to feel like they have to get involved right now and, you know, have to go out and have to, you know, do these things. And it's just kind of like, you know, if you don't feel like it, like, that's totally understandable. Like, the, the, the everything that we've all been going through right now is, is, is traumatizing. Like, we are all traumatized. It doesn't matter whether you were 
in, in, in what kind of circumstances, like the, the way in which we have led life, like the carpet has been completely taken from under our feet. And it's, it's important to give yourself time to allow to like readjust. Like, I know this is probably not what a lot of people want me to say, but like I was kind of like not really ready for everything to open fully. Like if I'm gonna be totally honest, like I, I, I still kind of need like, this is nice, <laughs> like this is nice. I'm not quite sure I'm ready to get into like, like you know, full latex and like a, a fetish club again, you know, and it's like, and I love, I love the fetish club and, I, and I, I, love, I love all of my work, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's Baby nice to be a bit slower, yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. So, we have uh, a bit of time for Q&A. Hi, guys. What was the most positive thing each of you got from lockdown? What you? was the most positive thing that I got out of lockdown? Just the time to think about something else, the time to grow as an artist in a different way, like um, with music and, and, um, and just getting some perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. so the music. Yes. The music. The music. The music. The music. The music. The music. Um, so it's called Shame. Let's yes. dig deeper into this. Okay. Why? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, okay, so the... the <laughs> Ooh! Okay, so, so Shame is about some people that have approached me on social media. Um, I'm sorry, in advance. No, 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 no. In a perfectly fine, very, very respectful way. As I said, I, w I do a lot of work in like fetish clubs and whatnot, and I don't always necessarily don a, a, a beaded gown, but she's in a bit more rubber. Anyway, so I have, I have, I have a following of, of a lot of people that are um, into rubber, into kink, and are potentially into um, virgin, doing, doing very, very unchristian things to them. And so um, I, 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 want, I, just, I, I kind of wanted to write about, there was one, there was one particular, um, individual person who grew up religiously and um that's all i'm gonna say you should watch <laughs> the song <laughs> well what we got out of the podcast of uh, the lockdown was the podcast yeah yeah and all of you wonderful people the fact you're sat here today that's the best thing to come out of lockdown before lockdown i didn't think i would speak publicly or see see anyone you know coming together like this so any more questions? Virgin, what would be your dream show that you could create? Dream show to create. I would love to do like a proper run of something, like something that's a, a fully realized concept um, and do it as an, as an actual run in one space. Like something that I, I love about what my life has been in, in the past seven years is that I've been able to travel all over the world and I, I, I rarely work at one venue for a prolonged period of time. It's always just lots of different ones all over the, you know, the, the country, the UK, like London and abroad. And there's something really exciting about that. But there's something that I kind of miss about my theater days of, of being able to go to one space for a certain amount of time and create one thing. And there's a consistency to it. And you can refine it and you can make it... Um, really shiny as opposed to like I'm where what okay give me the mic here we go hi everyone you know and <laughs> which again I love that too I do love that too but I I think you I would I would really love to uh yeah to do a full concept piece in a theater with a run at some point we would love to see that 
Thank you. Book tickets. I think we had one more question from Steve. Hello. Uh, Virgin, um, where's the most unusual place you've performed? The most unusual... Oh, my God. I know I'm going to... I know I'm getting... Like, there's... Oh, my God, there's so many. Like, <laughs> no, it's like... it's. I know, but it's like there's so many that like I don't really know like which one to... Oh my God! We're bringing um, back trauma now. Why don't you remember? No, no, it, no, because <laughs> there's just so many like strange. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, w- some of the weirdest stuff is when you're booked, and it's like someone's living room, <laughs> and it's like it's like literally, and because uh, because you know, and you know, honestly, I think sometimes just how how trusting cabaret performers are sometimes, because so often I'm just. Literally, I know, and this is terrible to like admit this. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, someone's gonna give you money. Just show up at this place at this time, wearing this, and um, yeah, there you go. Here's where you send your tracks. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, um, there, yeah, there, there was this one time. I, I, it was in Essex, and I, I just, it was, I was in this woman's living room, and, <laughs> and it was just this private party. But it was just like, it was, it was. It was, it was. I mean, it was just. It was just a lot of people from Essex and and <laughs> and, and and me and and a lot of, of of peroxide blonde and it was all fabulous. It was all fabulous, but it was it was a bit like, where did you hear of me? Like, <laughs> what? And like a lot of the audience were like really confused and like I was confused and we were just kind of looking at each other like I know I don't know but <laughs> she wanted it like. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, stuff like that, or like, like I don't know, like there was even just like some weird gig the other day where I was like, it was like raining outside, and, and they were just kind of like, oh, do you want an umbrella? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, when you perform, I was like, am I performing outside? And they were just like, yes, yes, you are. And I'm like, right, you're paying me in cash, right? And they were like, yeah, I was like, yeah, give me the umbrella. That's not like that. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> There's so many. There's like literally so. Oh my god! I should yeah write a memoirs or something someday. <laughs> oh, there's one more question. If you could, or if you would, is there anything that you would want to change or improve about the drag community? Ooh. Um. I would take away the reverence around drag race. I wouldn't take away Drag Race. I think everything has its place. I think Drag Race has done. I can't. I can't say anything bad about Drag Race because um, it's you know it's helped me get a career, even though I don't have any interest on being on the show. But I think the huge amount of reverence and importance that has been put on to this show, which highlights a very very narrow aspect of an art form, is something that is. Annoying, you know. Recently, like I was, I was asked to like to to open for a a drag race girl, and I gave them my fee, and it was just kind of there was a little bit of a back and forth and back and forth, and it basically came down to my travel. And like, oh yeah, we just can't, we just can't like you know in, include your travel in this. And I was just like, I looked up the travel. I'm like, it's thirteen pounds, and you're paying God knows how many thousands of pounds for this person who is on reality TV to come over here and you and and you want me as a as a local queen as someone who has not done reality television as someone that we're all saying support our local queens support local artists and you're telling me 
that you can't spare 13 pounds. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, I'm not available. <laughs> like, you know, so I think I, 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 yeah, as I said, like I just, the thing that I would change about the drag community is, is that people would realize that there are so, there is an infinite amount of drag out there. It's just like a personality. You can't say there's any one type of personality. You can't say there's any one type of drag. So like explore it beyond what the TV is telling you. Explore it fully. Because there's a lot of great shit out there. Amazing shit. Wow. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> it's really great to hear that back. Like, that was our first time on stage. The nerves were real, weren't they, Mofsine? We yeah. were literally <laughs> like, okay, a stage. I thought I was born to be on stage, but me and you were like shaking at the beginning of the first show. Yeah, we were lucky to have Virgin join us. It was Virgin's first time doing a performance after lockdown as well. Oh my God, we lost our virginity to Virgin. <laughs> we did. I'm dead. Yeah, we did lose our virginity to the Virgin X. So don't forget to check out Virgin's music on YouTube, including the single Shame, mentioned in today's episode, and The Four Corners of X, Virgin's latest EP, which is available on all streaming platforms. Ooh. Mm. The Four Corners of X, because X does have four corners. You're so bright. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited for everybody to tune in again for our next Queer Talk Live. That's right, we've got more with Amir and Amir the hosts of the You Don't Love Me podcast, and a special performance from Bradford's South Asian bad girl and my future wife, (laughs) Lady Bushra. Can't wait. Also, please continue to support the podcast by leaving a review or recommending the show to all of your friends. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.